welcome to Escaladeada. Hey everybody, and welcome to Escaladeada. Kind of a late night tonight because we had a jam-packed weekend. We, For good reason. We did all sorts of stuff. We saw Dune Theater. We are so vaxxed up. Yeah, and, we saw um, Dune. We went there with fun. Vance, and then Vance had this cool shirt. And then today, boy, did we have fun today. Yeah. So Neil Dash came by. Yay! Ate a fruit, and, uh, you know, we did some stuff. Um, he brought by... A 30-year-old floppy, and we wanted to get the data off of it. This is when uh, Prince, formerly known as, uh, artist formerly known as Prince, had all these floppy disks sent to journalists and more because they said, hey, name change, so this is what you're going to use from now on. And we wanted to get the data off safely. There isn't any of this on archive.org. There's articles about it, but uh, we ran into Neil at the park, and uh, we said, hey, let's schedule some time to get together. We tried everything, but turns out what worked was a very old Mac <laughs> PowerBook 180 I had. Yeah, this is HFS formatted, so it turns out that you actually really do need to have System 7 <laughs> running on a uh, old computer with a, with yeah. a floppy disk, but uh, it, it popped up and it worked fine. We got it. So, so it's two TIFFs, and what's amazing is uh, they were distributing uh, 3,040 pixel by 3,232 pixel at the time. And at the time, it was Monday, July 13th, 1992. Yeah. And That's so, when the file was... It's, it's The creation date's wrong because yeah. this is before we had, I think, creation and modification dates. So the only date on there is the like last yeah, modified right. date, which is 1992. So we're going to put this up on GitHub Archive. We're going to do a blog post. We're going to team up with Neil and do a bunch of stuff uh, in addition to this. But um, this was super fun. And uh, thank you so much, Anil, for coming by. Um, I've known you got the purple forever. turtleneck. Came in, diced to the socks. So let's uh, kick off this uh, show tonight, Lady Ada. Okay, so in honor of Anil, I'm wearing this EFF shirt. Oh, yeah, uh, he's on the board. Giving to, he's on the board. Giving Tuesday's coming up. Um, EFF is one of many uh, places and nonprofits that we recommend or we personally donate to. Uh, we think they're a good organization. Um, but there's lots of organizations, so check out one we post about Giving Tuesday coming up yep. uh, in like one week, almost. Um, yeah. Okay, so in between going to see movies, eating popcorn, and then feeling a little sick afterwards, because I haven't eaten popcorn in like a long time, um, we worked on some testers. So next week we are going to fab the KB2040, or RB2040 uh, Pro Micro-ish board um, designed for people who want to make keyboards and they want to use RP2040, especially since CircuitPython has HID support. And um, we also have uh, native keyboard support, like key, key scanning. Um, so, and we're also working on asynchronous stuff right now. So this can make it for a very good, uh, inexpensive um, board that can be used uh, with keyboards. So let's go to the computer. You can show the board itself. So this is the board. Um, it's got castellated pads, and castellated pads always kind of look a little bit weird because what we do is we um, put in oval pads and then slice them in half. We put the dimension layer through it. And, and so far, every board house has known exactly what we meant because we'll just put in the notes, like, castellated on two edges, and, and they'll, they'll do the right thing for us. That's nice. Um, so we have to test all the connections, especially since this is a 0.4-millimeter um, pitch chip, and we do get a uh, you know, gold coat stencil, which really helps with the... Um, release of the paste, um, but still, you know, we want to have a good tester, test all the pins. Uh, so far, our test code has done really good. We've sent out thousands of um, 
RP2040s. In fact, we're going to be doing a cool giveaway with the pink RP2040 feather boards this week. So stay tuned on Wednesday when we uh, pop those into the shop. Um, and then, uh, right, so we're going to make a tester for this. So the testers, I think people have seen these. Can we go to the overhead? The tester uses oh a, someone I know, someone, so we can uses a uh, TNC 3.6 because I use the USB port. And um, thanks to TAC, we actually have code that loads the UF2. I don't use SWD because it's actually just as fast to just use USB. I, I actually literally mount this as a mass storage on the TNC and drag the, the UF2 file over. And I, that's much easier than, than messing around with a bin file because um, Arduino core for RP2040 generates a um, UF2 anyways. So um, yeah, the good news is that this is pretty fast. Oh, you can't really see it, hold on. Let's uh, try this again. Oh, it's so bright. Super bright. Well, you can see it had some text on before, but it's, it takes about 3.3 .3 seconds um, to test. And then um, once done testing, uh, the little NeoPixel glows uh, rainbow. And this is kind of nice when people get this um, I like to have the NeoPixel on boards glow because it tells people the board's working and there's firmware running, um, which is a really good thing for people to know because sometimes they're like, is my board bricked? It's like, well, if it came and it has the rainbow glow, it's, it's, it passed test, it got code loaded onto it. So the USB port must be functional. Um, it's going to be something with your setup, usually a bad USB cable or bad USB port. So as I was doing the testing, um, writing, so you have to write a lot of test code. Um, can you go back to the computer? So I read a lot of test code, and um, there's a lot of repetitive stuff. Like, for example, um, there is a, on the tester, there's an analog divider the, to test the raw voltage to make sure that the raw voltage on the raw pin is at least, like, you know, 4.6 volts or so. Um, it's the 5-volt output with, I think, a diode, so it's going to be, like, 5-volt and, like, drop a little bit, so it's, like, 4.6, because there's a little bit of a, that voltage drop on the um, protection diode. Um, and... Um, you know, I also do another analog test, and, you know, you're testing the analog voltage. First, you read the pin, and that gives you an int, and then you have to multiply by the VRAF, which is like 3.3 volts in this case. Sometimes it's 5. And then you divide by the bits, the, you know, least significant bits per um, read, which is, you know, 1024, usually 410-bit. But on the RP2040, it's actually 496, because uh, 4096, because it's 12-bit. And then, uh, you know, you multiply by the AREF. I don't know if I mentioned that. But basically, you have to do a little bit of math to get that voltage from the, the pin. And so I, I kept copying and pasting this code from tester to tester, which, which worked totally fine. Um, but it was a little bit annoying because it's like it kind of made the code like a little bit clunky. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I, I got to the point where I was like, you know, I should um, have a library that does some test bed help stuff for me because it's I have such common requirements. So I, I published a library. It's not in the uh, um, Arduino core uh, library manager yet, but it's on GitHub. So for example, um, so stuff like scan I squared C bus. This is a common thing I have to do. I have to uh, detect, you know, before I initialize a sensor, I want to just check, like, does it even appear on the I squared C bus? Um, and I can, you know, that way I can, or if I'm doing address checking, like I sometimes um, short the address pins to power ground and, and then reset the chip and then make sure that the address incremented up or down or, or whatever. Um, so having a little function that just does the thing where it does the begin, begin transmission, check that, you know, there's a delay and it returns the, um, 
whether or not I found it. So that's such a common thing that I was doing all the time. So now I have it, you know, again, it's, it's, it's in this class. It's kind of a static um, function, except that I, I can configure the, um, the I squared C port. So that's another thing. There's always these little details like, oh, what if I want to change the I squared C port? Or a common thing is if the I squared C scan failed, um, I want the tester to um, say what uh, addresses it did find. So I have another helper function that, you know, it goes through and it prints what was found on the I squared C bus, which is, which is a good debug thing because sometimes my math is wrong. It's like, oh, I thought I was doing address two, but it's address zero. So it saves me a couple minutes because I can, I just call this right after um, the failure. I have stuff like um, read, uh, you know, an analog voltage and it does the thing where it divides it by the bits and it multiplies it by the A ref and it, there's a multiplier because there's a divider and it does all that little math for you and I just, you know, you just wraps into a function and then um, I can have a, a prettified um, test analog voltage function that it'll print what the name of the thing it's testing and then what voltage it's supposed to be and which one it did find and it's within 10%. So, you know, just, just making it a little bit uh, clear and easier. And then my really common test pins function, which is it tests the two pins are shorted and it also checks all other pins on the board to make sure they're not shorted. So it's kind of my like basically GPIO test um, without having to do like any sort of JTAG boundary scan type stuff. It's like literally I just short two pins that are not mechanically next to each other on the chip and then I verify that no other pins are shorted to it. That's a great way to detect shorts. Great question. Does the test firmware have console ripple output? Um, it prints a serial port, right? Which is how, you know, I don't run CircuitPython for test code because CircuitPython, um, while wonderful, um, you know, I want something very, very small and very, very fast. Um, and those, those, that, that timing is important for tests. I need to have it boot immediately and test immediately. And um, I don't want to have anything in a REPL. So it, it just prints the serial port and then in the tester code over here, like this is the TNC output, it reads the serial data and um, whatever it uh, is printed out, it displays for you. So you can, you see that what would normally be on the USB serial port is displayed through the TNC. USB, kind of like USB to USB. Which is why having two USB ports is kind of nice. Okay, um, right, what's next? So that's the test bed code. Um, so I'll be adding more to it. You know, I'm adding, as I, as I do, as I redo testers, often we have to redo them. Um, you know, I'm going to throw more and more stuff in here um, to, to make it easier for me to, all, all the little shortcuts. And it should, it should make all my test bed um, a lot easier to uh, program. So, you know, we have, um, you know, nice code here where it's just like, oh, I just do, do test pins. And then my test library is, uh, my test example sketch is quite short. Which is kind of nice. Another thing is um, it has like a little NeoPixel helper. Like I often have one NeoPixel on the board. So I just call like set color and it will do like setting, you know, the, the pin and it sets the NeoPixel and does the right. And it kind of just, it just shortens everything a little bit. Um, it'll just shortcuts. So um, that's good for me. And then, um, so the KB2040 will fab tomorrow um, with luck if everything works out. Um, I want to see, this is actually how we internally um, track a new uh, board. So I've got all of the components listed here and then how many we have in stock. 
So, you know, we have, uh, you know, 1.5 million uh, 10 microfarad capacitors. Now, that sounds like a lot, but it actually isn't. <laughs> we go through a lot of 10 microfarad capacitors. A lot of boards have five or six of them. We're fabbing thousands of boards a day. Um, so we easily go through, you know, 10, 10 to 50,000 um, 10 microfarad caps per day. Um, uh, header and switches, and so you can see all the components um, that we have uh, that we're going to be using for this build. Another thing is, you know, of course, we, we, we stocked up on as many parts as we need for the next quarter because we don't know, especially with the Chinese New Year coming up, um, it's going to be hard to ship things around. It's hard to get parts. So um, we've got everything. And then um, if you sort by, you know, quantity, basically we can make up to 720, which is common. I usually order about 600 to 700 PCBs for my first batch of PCBs, and we fab 250 for the first run. I found that 200, 250 is exactly the number that if you have to rework a board, um, it isn't uh, terrible, um, but it's enough that we can make sure that we get into the shop and then people have a chance to, to pick up a couple. Um, so that's the upcoming board. So I thought next up we would go into the great search unless there's a question. We will. Um, you know, one thing I got to do though is uh, I didn't get the great search question into the oh yeah into the thing I had to get it into quite yet. So I'm going to do that now. That's okay. I'm going to do that now. And while we're warming up for that, uh, here's what's going on this week, everybody. So we're going to have a weird week this week. It's a weird week because yeah. it's a short week. It's Don't a, forget. Sort of. Is it, sort of it's, a, it's a long week for us. So here's what's happening for us this week. Yes. Um, we are... Tuesday. Tuesday, we're volunteering at a food bank to get food to homeless shelters for Thanksgiving. Turkeys. And then Thursday, we're going to visit uh, Adafruit employees in the hospital. They're okay and everything. We just don't want them to be alone for Thanksgiving. So that's going to be on Thursday. Wednesday is a normal show, so don't worry about yeah. that. Um, show and tell. I think JP's out this week. Yeah, I think it's either us or Noah and Pedro for show and tell. I'll, I'll remember that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, Live and, shows are minimal this week. And then there's Wednesday. there's nothing Thursday and nothing Friday. But you should be enjoying your turkey. And if you're not an American, well, have some turkey anyways. The turkey's okay to have once a year. I don't know about that, but... Okay. Um, I do think that you could always play the the shows. You know, they're always on. They're always online. Okay. So let me um let me show the great. Let me uh let me get this thing ready here. Okay, get ready. I think it's ready. That's cool. I'm gonna get it in one second. Sorry, everybody. I just gotta. I gotta do a couple odds and ends here live. Okay. Well, live. while you're waiting, post your favorite Prince song in the <laughs> chat. Okay, you ready to do the great search? Yes. Okay, here we go. The Great Search brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit every single week. Adafruit and DigiKey show you how to find the things that you are looking for, and that is something really important, especially now. Lady Ada, what is this week's Great Search? Glad you asked. This week we had a request. Email came in. Um, somebody was asking for uh, 1206 sized warm white LEDs. Um, we use them in our LED sequence. That's product number 1758. And they're like, I just want to use these, and I don't want to desolder um, the uh, the LEDs because yeah, that that kind of sucks. So you know, can you just buy it on reel? So we don't sell um, SMT warm white LEDs on a reel, but the good news is that Digikey has like thousands of LEDs, um, 
and we've uh, we've done some you know high uh, current output color neutralities, but we didn't do this particular thing, which is like an inexpensive, um, diff you know, diffused-ish 1206 package warm white. So let's go to um, the computer. Jewelry. Um, so if you go to DigiKey, um, so white LEDs are kind of interesting. Um, they have two locations they show up in. Um, but let's just search for 1206 LED because that's kind of, we, you know, whatever, we're looking for the size of the LED. So again, there's, there's you know, white and discrete LEDs. I'll say look in both, but in this case, we're going to look in um, discrete. We want one uh, LED indicator. Um, and there's a couple different colors available. And there's Mill Candela, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of options. Um, but the most important thing is we did pick 1206. So let's go for color. Um, so, you know, of course, LEDs come in all sorts of colors, but we want uh, white, and particularly we want white warm. Um, I will say, you know, what, what is cool, neutral, and warm? It really does depend on what, like, what is your definition of, I mean, I know that there's probably some, like, formal definition, but, um, you know, 6,000K, uh, 3,500K, and then 2,000K, I think, are usually the, the three kind of boundaries. Um, but, of course, we want to be more specific about color binning and how warm you want the LEDs. Um, you can look at the data sheet and be more specific about that detail. For stuff like the LED sequence, we don't, it's not really, like, binned or formalized. These are very inexpensive LEDs. So just, just be aware, like, there's, there's times where you're like, I need it to be, like, exactly this temperature because I'm using it um, for illuminating um, something that needs to have, like, a full spectrum or, like, a, a neutral light. In this case, it's just decorative. It sounds like this person's being a, doing a decorative project. Okay, so applying this, um, there's a lot of options um, that come up, I will say. Um, however, you know, uh, you know, again, there's like white LED. A lot of these, if you want to know what is the, the, the color, like it's not, it doesn't necessarily like, you know, here it's actually described as cool white. And of course in the data sheet, you can get more information, but it's not, um, the wavelength, sorry, the wavelength, uh, sorry, the color, there's a lot going on here. Sorry. So the color here, white, um, is generic and doesn't necessarily indicate that it's a warm white type LED because again, usually the, the, the Kelvin warmth of an LED is only used for um, LEDs that are illumination, not indication, so like bright LEDs. That said, um, as I was looking, this LED popped up because I was like, well, what if I actually do say I only want warm white and I don't want to like dig, you know, because I wanted to get this person to answer really quickly and I was like, I'm not going to dig through every data sheet. So I clicked um, warm white and the thing is, is that only... Um, one thing came up, but it's actually like a pretty good option, which is weird, right? Usually there's like, you have to sift through things. Um, but this is a warm white LED. Um, it's, it's a little bit, you know, an unusual package. It's not like the flat, but I kind of like, it's a little bit of a, of a bar shape. Um, and, uh, it's 1206. It's quite bright, but that's okay. It's, it's a 2700 millicandela, which is, which is a, a bright, it's actually an illumination LED. 
However, that's good. Just the choke resistor you use, just like make it a 10K. It's like you're losing less current. So, you know, good, good for everybody and everything. Um, and it is cataloged as a warm white. And best of all, there's a lot in stock. So, you know, it's 100,000 in stock. And the pricing is, is like pretty cheap. It's like three, four cents a piece if you're buying quantity. Even in small quantities, it's like five, seven cents. Um, so this is like, I was kind of like, this is, this is kind of my pick. Um, there could be other LEDs that are more in that, you know, like, uh, you know, ziggurat shape, whatever, like the boxy shape. But if you don't mind having a slightly unusual looking LED, um, you know, maybe it's miscategorized, but this, this LED would, would do the job. You don't need to, if you're using something for indi indication, you can use an illumination LED and just like underdrive it and it will work fine. So I think that this is my great search pick. Uh, maybe not what you expected, but um, there's a lot of them in stock, and that's the most important thing right now. So. Uh, one question was, why not apply in stock when you were looking up stuff earlier? Um, I didn't because uh, this happened to be in stock. But yeah, usually, it, you know, if it wasn't that I only had 50 choices, um, yeah. I would have. But I'll say another thing. The LEDs are not as affected by the silicon shortage. So if it is out of stock, it's, it's somewhat likely to come into stock um, very quickly, whereas... With silicon, if it's out of stock, there's like it's a mystery when you might get it. So um, I'm a little I'm a little biased on on some things, but also wanted to have something to to recommend for long term use. And uh, this isn't my project; this is another person's project. So if there was a really good LED and it was out of stock, but it would be in stock in a month, I'd still send it over and say, Hey, look, you know this is unavailable right now. I don't know what your needs are. Um, if you can wait a couple weeks, um, this might pop up. So okay, there you go. That's a great search. Where in the world is that part I need? The great search with DJ Key. Okay, so uh, a couple quick questions. Uh, I answered these in the chat, but yeah. uh, um, yes, Lady Ada wrote much of the software, some of the software, and none of the software of our internal systems. Some she did, some she uh, worked with our team, and then some our team did. Um, Some of the very, very old original code I did, but I honestly, yeah. I think it's probably been all yanked out by now because I'm, yeah. I'm, better, I'm better at hardware than at <laughs> software. Although it's funny, you know, software people say I should stick to hardware and hardware people say I should stick to software. Well, so not our community. <laughs> You're talking about jerks on Twitter. Okay. Um, and then uh, we fabricate thousands of boards a day. Yep. Monday through oh, Friday. Yeah, easily. Easily 5,000 boards a week. Easily five. Easily to five, so five, five, sometimes five to ten thousand boards a day. Yeah, easily. So, uh, and I was putting in the chat, we That's ship fast. over thirty thousand orders a month. That doesn't include AdaBox, which is every roughly three months now because it's gone to uh, seasonal. Um, some folks really like how fast we ship. Thank you. Um, and uh, next up, any good suggestions for a USB uh, USB hub uh, microcontroller breakout PCB for Raspberry Pi? I don't know. I mean, I'd actually, we have one. We have like the Zero hub, but um, honestly, I just get a hub, you uh -huh. know. All right. Um, couple, uh, some folks like Purple Rain. I mentioned the uh, solo performance in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame honoring, um, it was uh, George Harrison. George Harrison. And they played While My Guitar Gently Weeps and printed an amazing solo. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I think 
that is it. Good. Okay. Keep good it, disc keep it, keep it uh, straight to the point. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's our schedule this week. Don't forget. Tuesday we're out. Wednesday show. No shows Thursday, Friday. But we'll be around. We're posting tons of stuff on social media. We're uh, exploring New York again. And we're doing all sorts of fun things with people and going places. And uh, what a great time in a great city. And thank you, everyone, for joining us and making this um, a great community. And one of our favorite half an hour, hour-ishes that we do every single week on Sunday. Or sometimes Saturday when we have stuff going on Sunday. This was The Desk of Lady Ada. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's see. How do I, how do I get out of here? I Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's new buttons on this thing. Oh, yeah?